0: Lord, this is our surrender this morning. It is our surrender to come and make room for you, Lord. Take like all our burdens, all our doubts, all the lies, and we just come and lay ourselves at your feet this morning, Lord. We're so desperate to hear from you. We can't go without a day not hearing from you. And thank you, Lord, that we can get together as a family. To hear what you have to say this morning. Thank you for each and everyone that's here, Lord. There's there's such a presence. And it just blows my mind, Lord, that you can even bring a presence through DVDs, Lord. You don't need us, Lord, but still you choose to partner with us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we can be on holy ground. Dank je vir harte wat lang reeds voorbereid is. En ek vrou jyre dat die sod wat gesaai word, dat het op goeie grond sal val. Ons kom ook ons self oop, Heilige Geest, hier is jy platform. Kom doen sys jy goeding vanmorgen. Amen en amen. je jy kan geris jou plek inneem. Ek gesels, dine met poster is sou en hy sê, ons, ons familie in Pretoria ordineer ook vir ochend. Hoe exciting is dit dat X29 so uitbryk? Kan ons net een handeklap vir jere gee, wat hierdie movement net anhou meer, dis net een rolbal effect. So Pastor Marie word vir ochend geordineer en dan ook um, Pastor Derek en Tahila. Hoe opwindend is dit. So ek kan nie wacht om die video ook te kyk nie. En ja, ons wil julle net gerust al dat. Soos ek met julle in die week ook keier en en so my by julle harte uitkom, as ek nog nie by jou uitgekom het nie, ek ga nog by jou uitkom. Ek en jy gaan nog ergens een lekker koffiekie drink, of saam een lekker koek eet. Ek en wiekie rooie koek is so gekyk, donderag te sien, so ek word nie wacht, ons gaan nou maar eers voorbij hou met die lekker stikke koek, maar as jylle wonder hoe kom ek so rond raak, (laughs) dis nie van fietserij nie hoor, dis omdat ek so lekker eet saam met die gemeente. So, ja, ons is net so opgewond oor dit wat die heren doen. En rechtig dankie dat jy inkoop, dankie dat jou hart open is, dankie dat jou hart open is vir verandering. Because change is never easy, we don't like change, but change is so good, because we're doing that which the Lord wants us to do. So dankie, dankie dat julle harte vir dit oop is. Ek eer julle vir dit. Um, ek wil ook net vinnig, kortliks, ek weet my riese het so mooi die afkondigings gedoen. Kijk, dit is daunting om voor te staan, oor. So ek um, eer hoor dat sy dit so awesome gedoen het. En um, ek wil net bieke kleem le ook op die die assertive communication. Kijk, ek is nou assertive in my communicatie. Uh, Dit is een wonderlijke kursus, wat door John Grobler van uh, Apologetics ee saai. Hy was altyd die hoofd by levende woord premier, hy is een is baie van julle wat onder hom was, ek was self ook by hom in skool. En wat een wonderlijke man, vol weisheid. En ek weet, is een slechte pad om te rij ook toe. Ek, ek is rarig een op dooi, maar kom ons rij dan saam. As jy rechtig graag wil gaan, laat weet my, sê vir my, hey, oor die man, ons hou nie van die alleen rij nie, dit vir ons slecht, dan maak ons plan, ons wil jou rarig dook rij, en met ook jy laat die geld jou afsit nie, honderd rand per persoon, dit is een investment, dit is vir vier weke, en dit is rarig iets, as jy sikkel met konflikt, as jy sikkel om jou saaf oor te draa, om jou moesies uit te druk, wil ek rarig vir jou sê, vir jou. en dan girls, ek wil julle by vlieghoog sien, die 28ste ons gaan jyrelik saamkeur, ek wil vir julle dit sê en ek wil dit ook nie sê nie, want dit is een verrassing wat ons die ochtend gaan saam doen, maar jy wil nie uitmis nie, dit is een rechtige ochend, wat ons saam as sissies kom, saam heil, saam lach, saam net lewe doen, so asjeblief, jy mag nie die oogend uitmis nie, die 28ste ek moet die teen vrijdag um, my finale getal heen, nie omdat ek jou wil wil weird wees, of wil sê, luister, um, jy moet ons ablief volgens my pipe dans, hier is net so dat ons dit alles kan raag krij, vir die volgende saterdag. Ek gaan nou oorgaan in die Engels, lekker, lekker, is altyd as of ek zwalf, die per moet aas maal voorknum, hier die Engels betree, but as little children, we all had the need to be seen and heard. I'm going to say that again. As little children, we all had the need to be seen and to be heard. Not just as a once-off, but daily. So you wouldn't go to your mommy once a week, daily. I think that van die dag, Okay. So we all know that little children, they demand to be seen and to be heard. I firmly believe that we as adults still have that need. But unfortunately we grow up as we grow up, we somewhere along the line, somewhere along the journey, we we think and we even sometimes accept that being seen and being heard is only a phenomenon. It's something that's only for the lucky few, the chosen ones. Oftentimes we we feel so overlooked, not seen or heard by anyone, and not even by God. The world makes us feel that our hurts, our hearts, our sufferings, our celebrations, our longings, and even our hopes are overlooked, and that no one is taking notice. All seem to be turning a blind eye. En dit is nou net by my opgekom, hoekom ons, doen Facebook so goed? Because we feel seen and heard. Because someone is celebrating with me. Or someone is suffering with me on Facebook. Isn't it true? It just dawned on me. That's why Facebook is this great success. Because we actually feel seen and heard. But there's a woman in the Bible that had to feel the same. And maybe even worse. And I know we're talking of a woman. But please, you, it, it might as just... Uh, be a, a man as well. So please, when you know of Nimana, it's a story about a person who, is, who was least likely to be seen in her culture, a person that would have been overlooked completely. She was a slave, she was a foreigner, an outcast, the unworthy one. I'm sure we can all relate somewhere or another this morning. So let's read together Genesis 16, verse 1 to 14. I'm going to read to you. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him. But she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarai, with contempt. Then Sarai said to Abram, this is all your fault. I put my servant into your your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. Abram replied, look, she's your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. My favorite part. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, You are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone, and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. She also said, I have truly seen the one who sees me. So that well was named Beer Lahai Roy, which means well of the living one who sees me, can still be found between Kadesh and Beret. I think for some of us, when we hear Hagar's story, are kind of like, wait, what? Come again? It's not really a popular story that we hear in Sunday school for very obvious reasons. But it just hits me because there's the spot where the slave girl gives a name to God. El Roy, the God who sees me. And I want us all to say El Roy. Let's say it. Al Roy, the God who sees me. I think there's a lot of emotions that we can feel when we start to talk about being seen and being heard. Because most of the time, we feel that we need to perform to be seen, right? We need to do something to be seen or to be heard. I cannot just be myself en ek weet nie of hierdie ding ook is wat in ons kultuur is, maar ons voel die altijd tijd gedruk om verder te moet gaan, groter te moet gaan, meer te moet doen, beter te moet doen, al hierdie dinge. En ek los het ons op een plek waar ons kom, waar ons sê, ek, ek kan niet meer. Nee. En in elk geval sien of oor niemand my raak nie. When you think about your childhood, I want to ask you this morning, what comes up when you think about being a little child? What comes to mind? Were you seen? Were you heard? Or did you maybe feel invisible? What about now in your current context? Do you feel seen, really seen by those around you? By those at work? Those in your family? your spouse, your church family, your family? And what about God? I want to ask you this morning, do you feel seen by God? I really believe that this morning God has a lot to say about being seen, and particularly through Hagar's story. It's a story about being seen And it's about the person who should have been overlooked completely. And yet, that is the exact person who is seen by God. So let's go back to the story. Let's go back to Genesis 16. Let's ask each other, who was Hagar? Maybe this is the first time you've heard about her. Maybe it's not. Maybe you've heard a lot about her. But the Lord really, it was about two weeks ago, and, and I was sleeping, and He woke me up with Hagar. And I had to go look again because I wasn't too sure I knew of her, and I knew the story because I've heard it and I've studied it in Bible school, but I couldn't remember it as well. And the Lord said to me, It's a time where people feel so unseen and so unheard. And it's not true, it's a lie. It's a lie that the enemy is telling my bride. Rectify it. So who was Hagar? She was an Egyptian slave girl, and thus she was a foreigner in Canaan. You really can't get much lower than a slave, socially speaking, in those days. So say the Ultimately, she was powerless, and even over her own body. She couldn't decide if she wanted to have sexual relations with Abram. It was decided for her. In the previous chapter, in chapter 15, if you go read it, we read about the beginning of this covenant exchange between God and Abram. And Abram is promised many descendants. We all know that part very well. So it makes sense then that Sarai gets to a point where being very old and not having much time in in worldly terms to fall pregnant, that she grows a little impatient and then decides to take matters into her own hands to move things along. And that's where she brings in her slave girl. This Egyptian foreigner slave girl named Hagar. Now it's important to note that this type of arrangement would not have been abnormal for the ancient world it sounds very shocking to us Like, what's going on here but this would have been very normal because for women this was a huge huge shame if you could not have children there was nothing worse so we all know Sarai's plan worked but then the relationship dynamics begin to unravel a bit Hagar begins to view Sarai differently. So the scripture says that Hagar starts to treat Sarai with disrespect, with contempt. Because here she is, she falls pregnant. So she thinks, okay, I'm worthy. I've got value. I'm pregnant. However, Sarai pushes back. She, just, she doesn't just accept it. And she goes to Abram and she says, listen, you should sort out this girl. And he says, uh, she's your slave girl. You can sort her out. So what, what, do, what does she do? Sarai is given the green light. And then she starts to treat Hagar harshly. Now I want you to keep in mind that the same Hebrew word here, word that was used for the harshness that she dealt with Uh, Hagar, was the same word that was used to describe how the Egyptians treated the Israelites when they were in bondage. So this was oppression. It was abuse. It was severe. And it was so bad that, in fact, this pregnant foreign slave girl decided to run into the wilderness because that was a better option. En ek groe, baie van ons was ook al op zo'n so slechte pak, waar ons gevoel het, dit wat hier gebeur, ek kan eerder nou in die woestijn gaan sit, want dit sal beter wees. Want daar sal ek vergaan. As ek denk ek is hier unheard en unseen, dan kan ek seker maar daar ook gaan vergaan. But it's here, in the wilderness, in the desert, that she is seen by God. And I want to make the following statement this morning. And if you're taking notes, please write this down. And if you are not, make a note somewhere on your phone that says, Hope is being found in being seen. Hope is being found in being seen. So take a look at verse 7. The angel of the Lord found Hagar. He did not simply appear to her or just showed up. Ek think nie, op die keer ons dalk in ons gedacht is dat as the engel nou aan ons moet verskyn, dat hulle net hier half, ek think het the die with wat dit sir. ons maar gaan just simply appears. But the scripture says the angel of the Lord found Hagar. The word implies a searching, a looking for, maybe someone who was lost. Hagar was found. Remember, we're talking about more than just being noticed or acknowledged. It's much more than that. It's something for God to say, I see you playing hide and seek. But it's another thing for God to say, I've been looking for you and I see you. God's pursuit of Hagar was a search for her to be known, to be fully known by God. We hear this in in the way that God addresses her. The first time the angel opens his mouth, it's verse 8, it says, Hagar. He comes to her specifically and he says, Hagar, she's called by her name. And very interestingly, for the first time in the scriptures, she's called by her name. Because Abram and Sarai had yet to utter her actual name. They just kept on referring to her as the slave girl. Creating this distance from her as being a human being. Reiterating this relational void between them and, and clearly showing what she was to them. An object of use, a means to an end. However, with God, she has an identity. With God, her personhood is restored. So the seeing wasn't solely in God finding her. It was also in calling her name, Hagar, because names are powerful. And it's an important aspect of feeling seen, isn't it? We feel loved and seen when someone remembers our name and calls us by it because we know we're just we're not just a number but we are someone with a name we're known Ons was op universiteit in my eerste jaar was ek in Bloemfontein en uh, ons jy is mos na maar as jy eerste jaarjie is is jy mos na maar ook laar as die grond En um, ons mag nooit opgekyk het nie, so vir die eerste tyd wat ons dan nou on, in, in ons jaren mag ons nog ontgroen word, dankie toch. Ik is baie dankbaar vir dit, want het maak mens so lekker deel van alles. Maar ons moest nog so afgekyk het en dan moet ons nou aan skoene begin herken het. En dit was vir my die verschrikkelijkste slegste ding om nie een persoon in die oor te kan kyk nie. So nou moet ik een naam bij een schoen sit, Maar dit is net so abnormaal, want ons is gemaakt om mekaar in die oor te kan kyk. Ons is gemaakt om om met mekaar te kan praat en te sê, wat is jou nou? En daar lê kracht in hy naam. Isaiah 43, verse 1b, sê, I have summoned you by name, you are mine. Die Heer het my nie en jou nie maar net geroep, jy, jy, kom hier, jy is nog deel van my hoeveel skap en nie by The God of the universe knows Hagar, the foreign slave girl, and he calls her by name. But he goes even further. He asks her questions. He asks her questions. Where are you going and where are you coming from? This is incredible because God takes a moment to ask her about her life. Ek moet nie vir een oomlik dink dat hy nie geweet het waar vanaf sy kom en waar toe sy op is. Maar hy stop. En hy he asks, hey, hey God, where are you coming from and where are you going? What's your story? What's your hope? We see the same thing modeled in the life of Jesus over and over again. Jesus was always probing people with questions. What do you want me to do? What's your name? Do you want to be healed? Who are you looking for? Because friends, isn't there something powerful about voicing your suffering? Voicing your experience, your celebration, your story that helps you feel seen. There's this relational connection, this exchange of speaking and having someone hearing you and listening to you when you tell your story. And he moistened the dingers, God knows this, and he gives her space for her story. Hagar, in the worst of circumstances, found hope in being seen by God. A God who found her. A God who called her by name and asked questions about her life. And then God names. He gives her a future. He gives her a hope, a name by naming her son Ishmael, which means God hears. The significance of this for Hagar would have been huge. Because it's a slave girl, a foreigner, an outcast with no hope. Nothing. Nothing to look forward to. But God names her future. He names her son, Ishmael, the God who hears. Hagar was the one society has silenced. The one lower than low. The one with no power, no voice. But she then hears this name, Ishmael, and God brings her hope, and he brings her a future. God knows your name, family. He sees you, and he acts on your behalf, especially when we are hurting. There is never a time when he's not loving, guarding, and protecting us. He sees us in the hard places. Come on my plek waar ek en jy op ons gezicht voor omlees. En daar proot meer met die manne hier, want ons vrouwens loop soms met ons emoties op ons mouwe rond. Maar die manne moet so biekie wees. Want gesin, ons wereld wat met aangaan. But God sees those places. He sees you at your hardest the places that no one else see. I don't know if you noticed this when we read the scripture, but Hagar did not answer the second question. The second question was, where are you going? And she doesn't answer this, because she doesn't have any future. And ek denk iets baie van julle, wat ek vir ochend baie gaan stilstoan, en ek gaan in jou oor kijk, en ek vir jou, is jouw whip? Wat is jou pad Ek denk baie van julle gaan vir oomlik nie weet wat om te antwoord nie, maar uit respons en ek moet nou iets antwoord gaan, jy het ook vir my iets kan sê, maar ek wonder hoeveel van julle gaan dit geloof. Maybe her answer would have been, I don't have hope for the future, I don't know where I'm going, I don't even know if I'll make it through the day. So the name Ishmael brought tremendous hope for this woman. Imagine her in this moment, stunned by this exchange because God has given her a future. It would have made sense for her to be speeches or to utter something like thanks or, you know, bust it out in some praise. But instead, Hagar does something that's very rare in Scripture. She gives God a name. You are El Roy, the God who sees me. You see me. I imagine that for years, Hagar probably didn't name God that. She probably had so many other names for God that didn't conjure up any hope. But in this divine meeting, she finally sees She's given new sight, new perspective, a new vision for who God really is. The God who sees me. And I recognize that for some of you today, you might have another name for God that doesn't reflect much hope. The God who is disappointed in me. The God who is angry at me. The God who is silent or the God who doesn't see me, the God who delays, or the God who is distant. But maybe you've been given a false identity about who you are. Unlovable, a failure, a fraud, overlooked, never good enough. And so in turn, you've given God that false identity. But let me remind, me, let me remind you again, Of who you are. You are loved. Beloved. The one who is deeply loved. A child, a daughter, a son. And let me remind you who God is. Our Prince of Peace. Our mighty God. Our everlasting Father. The God who sees you and the God who calls you by name. Yes, our hope is found in the seeing and the naming of God and who he calls you to be. We need to be constantly reminded about the truth of our identity. We're so quick to forget this core thing about who we are. So please know this. You are unconditionally, unwaveringly, eternally loved. You are seen by God. You are heard by God. He knows you. He has a hope and a future for you. En het klinkt ook vandag vir jou op aie cliché, maar per keer met ons hierdie goed weer. Want is dit makkelijk om te sê, ek is ook okay en ek gaan aan. Is dit makkelijk om maar hier in die achtergrond rond te dodel? terwyl daar eindelijk soveel meer vir jou is. Julle kan vir my Ek maak klaar volgend. Erken maar ek breek nie lang nie. Maar ek wil rarig hee, jy moet moeite doen met jou hart volgen. Jy moet eerlijk wees met jouself. Ja, ach, dis kry, dis mooi, is oulik. Godse woord is nie oulik nie. Jy moet vandag dit in jou hart vast that you are seen, and that you are heard by God. And it's my hope for us as a community in this season, that we would see each other really see each other that we would hear each other's stories and that would it would be a safe place that we would look out for people who might not feel seen who might feel invisible that we would go after them and that we would find them and see them and remind them of who they are it's a big sigh We can start by two basic questions that God gave us. Where did you come from and where are you going? Or said in another way, what's your story? What hope do you have? Family, I want to tell you that people don't remember their best day online. Or their best day watching TV. People remember deep connection. They remember a really good conversation where they felt seen and where they felt heard. They remember you. May we really have the courage to see each other, to not look away, to enter into a deep and authentic community, to remind each other of the good news that will always be this, that God sees us and that He hears us en dat God knows us. Het jylle wat kan ons vermag? Als ons niet elke zondag een persoon vat en sê, ek gaan jou vandag herken. Ek wil in jou oor kijk vandag, hoe gaan het rechtig met jou? Het is zo so makkelijk om bij iemand te komen, en te sê, hey hey, voor je weg in, kom staan weer Hoe gaan het rechtig met jou? En nie, ga die dien keer breek uit persoon voor. Want ouwens, dat seer. Dat is zwaar Dit gaan taf. Kom ons wees eerlijk. Niemand van onze levens lewe is maandskijn en roos en dit gaan net als goed nie. Hevelike trek zwaar. Kinders draak zwaar. Ouders draak zwaar. Werksmense, amal draak zwaar. En my gebed dat ons een gemeente bekend sal staan dat ons mekaar raak ons moeite maak met mekaar. En ek weet, ons is gejaag. Ek weet, die hoener in die wind is besig om te praat. Ek wil jou eidhoog, wil jy nie volgende sondag, die hoener, net voordat jy daar eers in sit nie, dan het daar my extra vijf minute. O, jy moet in die oor te kyk en te sê wat jou stoor, wil graag meer van jou weet. Want jy sien, we have these perspectives ja, nee, kan jou al op myl opsom ek sien jou op myl kom doordat <laughs> jy gaan stilstaan en gaan sê, oh wow wow en dan sien ons dan sien ons wat die persoon die ook in die week moes doorgaan of wat die persoon in die afgelupe 10 jaar moes doorgaan en ons kan sê, hey, my broer of my sissy ek kan nie veel veel gee nie, maar kan my hand in your hand and I can for you say I'm here to stomp. Scan so your hand, the clap will go ahead. As I will for us bed. I tell you us all must on to make and maybe you're sitting here this morning and you really say Lord, I haven't been heard or seen for a very long time. But Lord, I'm asking you that you'll come this morning and that you'll make each and every person here feel known, loved, seen and heard. And it's my heart's prayer, Lord, that we as a community will come together. And that we'll make effort with each other. It's not about growing all the big numbers and doing all the big stuff, Lord. You showed us through Jesus' life when you were here on earth that it's about that one person. It's the one that was left behind. But it's the one that you'll never leave nor forsake. Herre, kom ook het in ons harte vanochtend vast. Dat ons net soos haag ga, dat ons raak geseen word. You are El Roy, the God who sees. Ek bid vir elke omstandigheid vandag hier, herre. Ons weet nie wat die persoon langs ons gaan. Nie. Maar jy weet en jy sien dit en ek bid dat jy daadwerkelijk in daardie situasie sal kom ingryp. Met dierbraak, herre. En as dit nog nie in die tijd is vir dit nie, dat hulle net sal weet, jy is nabij, en jy is besig om aan dit te werk. Er is nie een wat voorbij gaan, wat jy nie in ons leven betrokken is. Ja, nee. ek denk, per ty keer, denk ons dus, jy, jy skryf soveel stories, dat dat jy soms vergeet, van dele van ons leven. Maar er sy leen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Halroy, the God you see may our stories inspire others to tell their stories as well. And may it be such a pay-it-forward effect, Lord, that, that people will start speaking of the church who cares for each other. The church who are really involved in each other's lives. Jere, want speel ons kerk. kan alles baie mooi maar... Als ons eerste mekaar in die oog kan kyk en kan sê, hy, hoe gaan het rechtig met jou nie? En ek bid dat door de broosheid in ons harte ook sal wees om aukei okay te wees met die feit dat ons maar voor mekaar soms mag hartseer wees. Maar ook net so vir die celebrations, jyre, dat ons rechtig mekaar sal celebrate. Dat ons sal feest vier, Als As een persoon het deurbrok gekryd, is het ammels deerbrok. And may we surround ourselves with people that has the same vision, the same heart. May Acts 29, the movement, be known as exactly that, a movement of God. Caring, seeing, hearing. En hier as gemeente, kom, bid ons nou somme vir Ontstaan ons staan saam in geloof. Raak die lyfie aan, boon natuurlijk, jyre. Laar ons vrede oor die lyfie kom. Ons bid bo natuurlijk genees. Ons geloese familie saam, jyre, dat iedere God is wat genees. Ik bid vir elke mama hart, elke papa hart. Dankie, Jesus no betak that. Oh